Welcome to the Why Relationships Matter podcast, powered by Goody Nation, where conversations with founders, experts, and organizations show how leveraging networks creates deep relationships that lead to revenue, funding, better CEOs, and big impact. All right, all right, all right. Welcome everyone to Goody Nation's Why Relationships Matter podcast. I am Joey Womack, founder, CEO, and we have a great session set up for you today talking about how we can build a better and more sustainable future for us all. Before we get into the guests and their awesome stories, where there will be origin stories, inflection points, what they're doing right now, I'll set the stage a little bit in terms of why and how we started to do this. So Giving Tuesday 2020, we did a 12-hour, what we call Zoomathon, where we had 30 guests come online and talk about why relationships matter as it relates to their work and creating a better world. And so huge success. We decided to turn into a monthly and maybe even future in the future, a weekly podcast with awesome people talking about awesome stories. And so at Goody Nation, we're focused on what we call the relationship gap. This is what we call the lack of connection between social entrepreneurs and diverse founders and key influencers. In many cases, when it comes to making an impact around entrepreneurship and leadership, a lot of the talk goes toward the lack of capital. And yes, that is an issue, but I think we all have heard phrases like, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Your network is your net worth. So the key questions we should be asking ourselves are, what is a strong network made of? And then who is the who? And so this lack of connection between uh, or two key influencers leads to a few other things for these type of entrepreneurs. It leads to lack of access to professional development. It leads to issues around stress and mental health. It leads to issues around not being able to attract talented people to join their organizations. And the list goes on and on and on. And so we wanted to highlight awesome people doing awesome work and showcase the power of relationships. And at the end, these guests, some of them know each other, some of them meet each other for the first time. We hope that they will uh, develop relationships between themselves, not just in the short term, but in the long term. And our vision is that it'll help as it relates to K-12 tech talent training. So let's get right into it. Um, have a packed slate here and some awesome people. I'm going to kick it over to Christina Newton of Hype. And so for me, I cannot explain how awesome these people are. So I'm going to allow it to, to them to, to describe themselves in their own words. So Christina, you want to give the folks a quick overview about who you are and what you do? Yeah, good morning or afternoon or evening whenever you're watching this. Um, my name is Christina Newton. I'm the founder and the CEO of Hype. And Hype is plugging the leak in the tech pipeline that exists for girls of color. We're doing this through community and connection, through workforce development and tech training at the K through 12 level. Um, I think this work is really, is really important. And the reason why I got into it is because, you know, I talk about how I was a high school valedictorian. I graduated with a bachelor's of science in computer engineering, cum laude. Um, and I still ended up leaving my tech career after seven years in the industry. And it's now looking back at it is not too surprising because 
we have 50% of women who leave their tech career within five years and they're citing lack of community, lack of mentorship, no opportunities or clear pathways for upward mobility to management as some of the top reasons why they're leaving. And so the work that HYPE is doing is really important because not only do we help our girls to become a part of community, but we help them to see representation um, in technology. We understand that community representation are reasons why BIPOC women don't pursue computing related careers. And it's also a reason that they don't stay in them. And so we're, you know, starting young, helping girls to, to see themselves in tech careers and to believe that they uh, have have the confidence to pursue them, but we're also connecting women in tech professionals to our girls, to our students. I know we'll talk about relationships later, but when we connect women in tech professionals to our students, we help them to better understand the purpose that they have and kind of remaining in, in their careers and to see how they can, you know, use technology and use um, what they do for good. And so that's a little bit about myself and about hype and just really excited to be a part of this conversation. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm gonna kick it over to uh, to Jess here for, for her intro. Thank you, Julie. And thank you, Christina, too. My name is Jessica Mitchell. Feel free to call me Jess. I work at Google as a university program specialist. And my job is to go across the country informing students of opportunities at Google and technical field. Um, my job has also been a part of the evolution of how we think about top tech talent at Google. Um, so not only looking at the Ivy League schools or the HBCUs for top talent, but also state universities. Uh, Georgia State is my alma mater, for example, um, but also community colleges and those with associate degrees as well. So my job is incredible. I love it. And I reflected on this all week about relationships and how it has come full circle for me, um, being that I'm back in Atlanta. So I started my Google career four years ago. Um, and when I returned last January, I immediately thought, wow, who can I connect, connect with? Of course, there were barriers of entry because of the pandemic, but I immediately thought about those who were my mentors and those who were my sponsors back in the day. Um, and the power of relationships stood out, that they remembered you know, my work ethic, my value add to their organization. They were able to help me and also connect me to those in the tech field, both nonprofit and corporate. Um, to ensure that I was successful in reconnecting myself back to Atlanta. So full circle moment, but thank you, Joy, for the for the warm welcome of today. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Looking forward to the rest of this conversation, how all these 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 lines are crossing. And then finally, and certainly uh, not not least, uh, Ada. Hey, thanks again, Joey. I'm Ada Pittman Delancey. I serve as the Vice President of Impact and External Relations at Redefine Ed Atlanta. Um, our vision is to ensure that every child um, in Atlanta attends a great public school and they receive a great K through 12 public education. Um, it matters ultimately because um, at the inception here in Atlanta, um, Atlanta Public Schools was not founded um, with black and brown children in mind. Um, and today, uh, black students are four times um, less likely to be reading, writing, or doing math um, on grade level compared to their white students, so uh, compared to other white students. And so I um, come here today uh, and have even arrived in this role due to relationships. Um, my education is the reason that I am here. Uh, according to stats, I should not even uh, be in a role like this, let alone uh, a professional. And so uh, working to disrupt uh, all of the 
the negative things that people like to assign to your zip code it is how I show up in this space. And uh, without relationships, um, I don't know uh, where I would be truthfully. So thanks again for the opportunity, uh, Joey. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. I love it. So let's talk about origin stories a little bit. I I grew up loving Star Wars, to be honest with you. And, you know, you had the first three episodes and they started doing the prequels and things like that. And so even when we go into Marvel and things of that nature, I really like to understand what happened before uh, the, the the people that are changing the world got to where they are, both, you know, the good and, and actually the bad characters. And on this particular session, we have nothing but good characters. So it just really, really intrigues me. I, I want to understand why this happened and, and how particularly it, it happened. And so let's talk a little bit about origin stories. So Christine, I'm going to start with you. How did you get to where you are right now? And and did any relationships really play a pivotal role um, in, in your journey? Yeah, um, I, I feel like my journey has been all about relationships. Um, the reason why I'm here now as a, the founder of Hype is, uh, you know, because of a relationship that I formed with, well, after I quit my job, I'll start by saying that I quit my job in technology with no <laughs> idea what I wanted to do, no plan B, just honestly looking for purpose. Um, and I spent um, a couple of years doing random things. One of those random things was traveling. Um, I spent a year overseas, did a lot of different like service projects um, and visited 11 countries over the course of 11 months. And during this time, formed a relationship with a friend and um, would talk to him about like just my dreams, you know, like what I imagine um, me being able to do someday. And it really was about like connecting girls in the States with international travel. So international travel is something I'm really passionate about and finding some type of way to integrate like technology into it. Um, and, and one of the things that Hype does is the international experience trip um, as a result of that. But, you know, talking to him about like these dreams and, you know, really building relationships with him and other people, let's say like a, maybe a year, a year and a half down, down the line, found out that his parents have a foundation um, and I did not have an or a nonprofit organization at the time. I just had a dream. And, you know, he was like, hey, like, I remember you talking about like what you might want to do. Do you feel that you would want to start a nonprofit organization to support that? And I was like, nah, like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's what I want. Um, but, you know, he mentioned that his parents have a foundation. They're looking for organizations to give money to. Now, how often does that happen? It doesn't. Okay. But <laughs> they're looking for organizations to give money to. And, and like, it really sounds like you have you have like something of worth of value. Um, and so it led me to start a nonprofit organization to go and apply for my 501c3, had nothing, no, no idea like how it would operate, um, but we were able to kind of get our first grant to run a pilot during the first year, purely based off of the relationship that I had formed with someone and, and their trust um, in me. And so um, I'll also just kind of share that as I was trying to begin forming Hype, I also had to work other part-time jobs. And I met people like Erica Moore, um, who was at the time the executive director of the Technology Association of Georgia Education Collaborative. Um, I met someone called Valerie Mackey, who was on the board of Taget, um, who I then began working for in the workforce development space and started learning about workforce development. And now we partner, Valerie and I, our organization's mm -hmm. partner to provide workforce development to students. And so everything that 
hype is able to do honestly has been a result of us being able to build relationships with other people and not just for the purpose of um what they can do for hype but you know i like i said i've supported i supported valerie in some of the work that she did and you know i also worked for tag Ed. so it really also started by me supporting other people um mm. in, in the work that they did and then those relationships ultimately ended up coming back and and serving and supporting hype full circle no, I love it. I love it. I mean, Erica does great work. Valerie does great work. I'm, and I don't know if, 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 if Jessica or Ada, you know them as well. I think I'm, I'm loving, I'm, 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 I'm doing the math in my head. I, I, I'm, I'm seeing three or four years in the future. Like, oh, we're going to make some connections. This, this thing is going to, it's going to rock out. So uh, Jessica, what, what about your origin story? Yes. So I believe that relationships informed me of tech. I think that my creativity has allowed me to do well in my job, but I think relationships have also come full circle uh, to allow me to do my job well. So what do I mean by that? So back in the day, I went to school to be an economist. I wanted to be an economic developer. That was my goal. And I just was going around the city of Atlanta, just shadowing people. Joey, I was your first intern for Goody Nation. And all I wanted to do was be a sponge. And I remember actually it was probably you or Justin Dawkins saying, Just tech is the future. And I was like, for real? Like, you really think so? And I remember you all encouraged me, I just could you need to get ahead of this because then you'll be a part of the trend setting and, and the boom that's coming to Atlanta in the tech industry. And I thought, like, okay, well, if I'm gonna learn, I'm gonna do it well, I'm gonna go to the creme de la creme. And for me, that was Google. So it was through my relationships that I was informed of technology in the space that I am now. Um, and it's, you know, now that I'm here, I'm doing my thing, I'm, I'm excelling and full circle moment, I come back to Atlanta and it's my relationships that I have with mentors and people who just gave me a shot to say, Jess, connect with Christina, you know, uh, for hype. Here's a Google program that her students could gain from, sh sh share that. Lo and behold, a few months later, me and Christina, we become cool. So. And, and in that, in return, my team, my leadership is like, yes, you know, you really know the ecosystem in Atlanta. Like, that's incredible. And it's like, well, truth be told, because of my relationships, because of the people who have supported me, they're now supporting my new endeavor. So I do think relationships, they come full circle. Um, I do, if I'm being more honest, I certainly have burned a bridge in my past, uh, but I try to keep those few and far between. Um, because I do understand the power of relationships and how they can truly, truly uh, be a catapult for your career, but also how they can keep your ideas fresh and innovative and, and you thinking out of the box. So that's how it's happened for me. No, also, you know what, to be honest with you, I, I got a lot of people I need to respond to via email and stuff like that. I just pray that they just understand. Um, but I do want to I, I want to quickly go into, you know, how you all met um, and Christine, I'm gonna start with you, and then also just I want to hear from your. You you alluded to. I want to hear from your side, and then I'll go into how we thought about it even before that. So, Christina, you want to describe it from your side? Yeah. So I believe that if I'm remembering correctly, when when Goody Nation did the um, Giving Tuesday fundraiser, I attended the fundraiser during the day. You know, whenever I could, because it was a 12-hour sprint. It was really awesome. <laughs> um, but I, you know, joined and attended whenever. I could some of the sessions and I might, I think I might've been commenting. And at some point in time, Joey gave hype a shout out. 
on the fund, you know, as a part of the fundraiser. And I believe if I'm remember correctly, maybe Jess, you heard, you know, him talk about us and, you know, suddenly I'm getting an email from Jess, you know, saying like, hey, I, you know, I learned about you from Joey. We have this amazing Google program. I know that you work with students. You know, you should share this opportunity with students. I am, I spend probably 75% of my time looking for opportunities to connect my students to because that is an indicator, honestly, of our success. We only have, you know, one semester, you know, maybe one year or one summer with students. But in order for them to really be successful in, in STEM and in tech, they need continuing education opportunities. And so we really try to connect them with those opportunities. So when Jess shared this, I was like, oh, this is perfect. And we definitely have girls who, you know, need to, who need to apply for it. Um, so I just shared it with, with, this, with our students. And I think like being a trusted person in our students' lives, you know, I encourage some of them to say like, hey, like really, I know it's Google. I know it might seem like it, it, it's not something that you're gonna get, but just apply for it. Like you never know what's gonna happen, just apply. So, you know, we ultimately have students apply and then suddenly I'm getting, you know, one, two, three emails from students saying like, I got into the program. Like they could not believe that they got into the program. Um, and then we found out that the program was open to students across the country, you know, and they were, you know, one of a selected few students into the program. So just imagine what that does for the confidence, you know, of these girls who had just learned, you know, or been introduced how to code um, a few months prior, and now they're getting a chance to work with Google. And so like relationships like that and connections like that mean so much, not only to us, but to the students that we um, are able to support. Awesome. Awesome. Jess, what's, what's your side of the story? Yeah, yeah. So as I've mentioned, my job is to look for untapped talent in very unique ways. And I was a part of that um, telethon, I shouldn't call it. Uh, but I, I, was a, I was a part of the event and I remember Christina and I was like, huh, they're not in college, but they're in K through 12. So even if they're not my audience right now, they could be my future audience. Why not I pour into that talent now, develop it so that it is ready for Google when the time comes for an internship or full-time opportunity. So I shot my shot and I won't lie. Like I think people, they love the brand of Google. Not like to the point where people flex and 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 they're totally, totally wrong. Like what they're telling me they can deliver me, they, they, they can't. But I knew that Christina had Joey's stamp of approval. And Joey, not only being my friend, but also more importantly, my mentor, I knew that I could trust that relationship and that introduction. So it was a no-brainer for me. Christina turned out to be an incredible partner and full circle moment to bring three of her students on board into our Google program. I thought it was just a win-win for all. Um, but certainly it was having Joey Stanford approval and me trusting his uh, network, but then also Christina showing up um, and showing up and saying, you know, like, yeah, Jess, we could build a relationship for long-term. Um, so yeah, that's how it kind of happened for me. Awesome. Now, so I love it. So there, there's a few few things and I'm going to tell, you know, my quick story about about doing this. So our program at Goody Nation is called Intentionally Good. That's our program to support social entrepreneurs and, and, and diverse founders. And so we talk about creating a culture around being intentional on supporting these type of, of individuals. And so for us, 
we wanted to use our platform and be intentional about giving Christina a shout out to the awesome people that we knew were in the audience. And yeah, we don't always, sometimes we know, you know, great things are going to happen, but sometimes we have no idea. But we just, we do one thing, we trust the process that, that we have designed is laid out, it's going to lead to some great things. And I fundamentally believe, and I've never met these three young ladies in my life, but I think this will be a life altering opportunity for them. It's going to change the trajectory of their lives. And even if they don't go into getting jobs in a tech space, which they probably will, but even if they don't, this is an amazing opportunity for them. So this is how being intentional on a few different people's parts, and I'm sure people within Google and stuff like that played a role in here as well. Don't want to minimize all the the, the 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 characters and the, the credits you know at the end of the movie so to speak um but it's when when people are intentional awesome things happen and so both of you all mentioned trust and i'm gonna um, end this and go to go to aiden in a second both of you all mentioned trust the reason why we were intentional about mentioning christina is because from our program she shows up she makes progress um uh, and we can trust her right and so we because of what she does, she has developed trust between us and herself. And then and then, then we can leverage that trust to the people, awesome people on our network. So there's a whole conversation about how you can create trust and what it means. It allows people to go fast. Um, I do talk in my TED talk, TEDx Atlanta talk about uh, Stephen M. R. Covey, the, the son of the, uh, the person who did the seven habits of how you uh, think effective people, that speed is a function of trust. Like when you don't, when you can trust somebody, you just go super fast. And when we're talking about solving these problems, especially in uh, uh, communities of color and things like that, we're so far behind, we got to go fast. So that means we got to trust in people. So, um, and, and that being said, I, after Ada goes, I'm going to tell another story about the intersection of K-12 college and tech entrepreneurship lead, led to me meeting Ada. So, Ada, um, let's hear a little bit about your origin story. Man, that's a that's a loaded question. I'm gonna make it as bulleted as possible. So um, I arrived here at Redefine Ed Atlanta um, through a relationship that I had with the person who took over my role in my previous uh, job uh, at Boys and Girls Clubs of America. Um, I took some time off to support my mother uh, during during a medical matter, um, but I'm connected. You're working for the kids, I'm staying connected, right? Um, and so I was working in transportation justice and looking for another opportunity to support um, youth and youth voice and ensuring that we're providing them with what they need um, to, to be the leaders um, that they are and that will direct our direction uh, where we're going in the future. Um, so Kendall uh, at Boys and Girls Clubs of America, who is the director of uh, academic success, uh, sent me a job description. She was like, I know you don't like titles, uh, but here's a role for you. Um, and back to the point that Christina made about um, purpose, right? Titles are good. Nina, Nina Turner uh, said, titles are good, but purpose is better. Um, and so my whole life has been really a journey of uh, meeting folks um, that told me that I didn't have to uh, be the product of the environment, the negative product of, of my environment. Um, and my mother's relationship with her friend uh, that she made in high school is the reason that I was able to attend one of the top high, uh, elementary schools um, in Miami, Florida. Um, and that changed the trajectory of my life in terms of the resources and the pouring into 
um, you know, being the talented uh, black girl with the back backstory that uh, isn't as uh, pretty as others. Um, in that in that position actually allowed me to uh, cultivate my voice. And I've just always been a person that when I saw things that weren't right, I was like, nah. Um, and that led me to uh, wanting to work in criminal justice. Um, I went to uh, a technical arts high school that uh, prepared me for that opportunity. And my vice principal actually um, facilitated an opportunity for me to work at the US Attorney's Office at the age of 16. Um, and although my job and my intent at that time was to go to college, had I desired to stay in Miami, that would have changed the trajectory of my life already. I was making more money than my mother um, at the age of 16, right? Um, got to college, um, realized that working in criminal justice uh, was not the way that I wanted to show up in the world. Um, and this is exactly why I'm actually working in education now. This is how I work in criminal justice. But there, um, I was looking for something different. Um, and my relationships, uh, not only within my school community, but across the tracks, I went to Florida State, um, and Joy was at FAMU. Um, I've just always been uh, taught to look around because you you have access right and so i sent joey an email and i did not have a direct relationship to him uh but he welcomed me with open arms because i was interested um the connection of what makes people move to action is what has always driven me so as it relates to getting to to this role i'd say that backing out staying connected to the positions that i've had um and always leading with the students um, has really just facilitated my my trajectory advocacy, um, getting involved in that, working in the um, Obama uh, years when he when he was running for the second term. A gentleman named Justin Tanner um, tapped us or tapped me around some fundraising, and I was like, cool. That led me to really getting more deeply involved in what I was doing here on the ground around LGBTQ advocacy. And a, a friend at the time, Deshauna Wally, introduced me to an organization called the National Black Justice Coalition. Um, and so through that relationship, I was able to move. Uh, I moved to DC. I worked up in DC um, with another organization, the Family Equality Council. Um, and there I was really given the opportunity not only to build and work um, across multi-state coalitions, but to meet dynamic people that poured into me and consistently just provided opportunities for me to know more, learn more. Um, led me back to Atlanta through a relationship that I developed through uh, Jay Carter, um, that I met through Joey Womack, who <laughs> FAMU connection, um, and that was the, the, the marketing connection. Um, but I've always been someone that's been anchored in advocacy and service. And so um, in working through that relationship, met a woman named Malika Dowdell, um, who at the time worked at, I believe it was Pepsi, and she was a sponsor of an event that uh, Jay, Jay Carter um, hosted. And so from there, Malika actually was working at the Boys and Girls Clubs of America when I was looking to return to Atlanta and really anchor my, my work around youth. And so that's really how I got to this role here at Redefine Ed Atlanta. And now in this role, all of those relationships are allowing me to meet folks like Christina um, and learn about the work that they're doing, um, moving from being on the grantee side of work to working in philanthropy and now having an opportunity to um, direct funds. I'm tapping all of my relationships because I know people, but I don't know all of the people. And so just having the conversations about who is doing the work um, and then being present uh, and building the relationships, uh, reaching out and following up to Christina when she sends a newsletter, asking if I can see 
uh, what she is doing. Um, and even though I may not always be able to write a check immediately, building the relationship so that when the opportunity presents itself, I can think of Christina or as I am made aware of other opportunities, I can say, hey, Christina, I don't have a check, but such and such has a check and let me make the introduction. So it's all about consistently realizing um, what's around you and reaching back at every component, every point in life. So never thinking that where you are isn't a place where you can bring somebody else along. And so that's just the way I've lived my life. And uh, that's how I made it to where I am today. No, that's that's awesome. Justin Tanner, you know, it's been, been a great friend of the program. So, man, I, again, I, I, I'm learning a lot, learning a lot, a lot of, a lot of similar names, a lot of relationships that, that everyone can leverage to, to create a better world. So uh, before I go into the next question, just, and this is an open question uh, around trust and what you all think about relationships. And a lot of you all have answered in various ways. Quick story, uh, K-12 college, and then how I then uh, met uh, Ada. I'm about, to, I'm about to date myself. And I think by proxy a little bit, you too, Ada. But when I was in, when I was in high school, this is, I was going into my senior year of high school, summer 1996. The internet is is is, and, and even personal computers. Well, personal computers were were all over, but it wasn't like everybody had them, and I didn't have one. But I got into a uh, a, a pre college engineering program at Tuskegee University um, through relationships. My actually my aunt and my uncle worked at the school. One's a dean. Um, my aunt was a registrar, and uh, and my mother went there. And so they they paid us a thousand dollars for the summer. And it was a recruiting play. You know, the, you, you pull together 30 top high school students from across the Southeast. They spend a summer on Tuskegee's campus. You take some engineering courses, so on and so forth. You probably end up going to Tuskegee. Well, out of the 30 people, uh, I was the only one who knew I wanted to go into business. Um, but I was there because I want to get paid. And I want to be on the college campus and enjoy being a, like almost a pseudo college student. And um, early the first week, maybe the second week of the program, they were matching all of us up with a professor, an engineering professor, in order to give us a summer project. And so I met with my, my, my professor and he asked me what type of engineering I wanted to major in. So he would use that to define the project. And this is one of those moments in life where you can go one way or the other. And, and I heard a voice, I had a feeling on the inside and it was like, tell him the truth, right? Because, and I'm thinking like, if I told him that I wanted to major in business and why I was really there, they would kick me out. But something said, tell him the truth. I think these are all feelings we get, even as little kids, right? Um, it's, that, it's that inner voice. I told him the truth and he was like, okay, cool. I'm going to teach you how to build websites. And that's how I got into tech. Like I didn't have a computer at home. Uh, we had a word processor. You know, internet, I mean, my friend around a corner had AOL dial up, you know, several, you know, hours a month and something like that. And this cat taught me how to build websites that summer. Um, so I went back with no computer, didn't really continue it. Long story short, when I got to college, I eventually launched a website. Uh, that story after meeting DJ D Nice is a whole different podcast. But I eventually launched a website in 1999. Uh, I then launched another one in, in the fall of 2002. That was the original startup that took off. And I think a year or two later is when I met uh, with Ada. I got that email from Ada and, and the rest is history. So um, without pre-college 
engineering programs and, and I guess technically in, in, in STEM, um, Joey Womack is not in tech. I, to be clear, I want to be an accountant. I want to work, I want to get a BSCPA and uh, work for do auditing or something like that. So uh, that's my story. Thanks for coming to my second TED talk. Um, so yeah, so let's let's talk a little bit about it's got a, I don't know a few more minutes left. Let's talk about you know just and this is open to anybody. What do you all think is the value of relationships or, or and or let me say it this way: in the work that you all do, do you all see you know this gap in relationships between awesome people and the folks they need? in order to get the resources they need to kind of continue on and, and achieve their potential. And, and then Ada, I don't know, even on the funding side, you kind of alluded to it, right? There's sometimes you can't write a check and you can, you know, refer people like, like how do you see a lot of awesome people like Christina and Christina's like similar, do you see a lot of people like yourself that are doing great work? They just don't have the, the connections they need to, to, to move forward. Um, absolutely. I mean, the the access to the relationship to get to the money, right, is a that is a it's multi it's a multi step process. And so the the relationship that informs you of what the process is, right, um, then the relationship between the like a, a person like uh, Christina um, having individuals that can support you in filling out or developing the application for the money. And, and so removing the money, the cultivation of relationships and really for me, just understanding what the needs are and where um, the opportunities are allows me to, to really build relationships even when I, I don't, like I said, have the actual uh, check to deliver at the time, but being aware of where opportunity exists um, only comes by me staying informed through her outreach, uh, her newsletters, touching base with her um, here and there, like, hey, what's going on? And that's something that um, sometimes you have to be intentional about. And I, I say that in relation to philanthropy and anyone that is in relationship, like the reach out, I mean, especially during this time of the pandemic, I think is, is something that we cannot take for granted. And um, even though it may not be a day-to-day, -day, hey, I see you and I get to, you know, we hang out every day. The notion of checking in once a month, the, mm -hmm. the sending an email, the picking up a phone, um, the pull-up, I, I just told Christina, I'm gonna pop in on a digital uh, experience, just being present and, and giving the time, setting aside the time to really understand and talk and ask questions um, that are anchored in what a person is doing professionally, but also personally. I think, you know, as you get to know why and what drives people, you are able to really um, understand how they show up in their work. And that, as you express, like the speed of trust, like as folks are able to meet you and understand your why and how you come to things, sometimes it even removes the barriers that, that may have existed before through due to perceptions, right? And so I, I'm all about the, the check-in, um, the, the text message check-in, the pick up the phone, the, the email, um, and then finding the opportunities to continue to build from there. Um, because Christina might introduce me to someone else that is aligned with the opportunity at the time. And so it, it's really about always just not never thinking that you don't have um, the access. It's, a, it's for me, it was about always being willing to make the ask and, and express 
the need or the projection or the vision or the desire. Um, and sometimes the everything works in your favor when you open your mouth. And so that that's been the strongest uh, lesson in life is just to to talk to people, tell people what you need. Um, and and sometimes all things move, right? There it is. I don't know if anybody has any any other thoughts. I, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll say this too. Like, this is something that 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 Christina mentioned earlier. Just just in, 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 it was super brief. How she was doing, I guess, hype on the side while while having some other projects. And so here's the thing. Oftentimes we see, especially in the nonprofit space, that uh, when it comes to local organizations, the one that are closest to to the problem, they don't have the the, the capital they need to do it full time. Which is, which is crazy to me because we have these problems and if we can't have people focusing on these problems full time, we're just never gonna solve the problem, even get remotely close. So when, oftentimes when it comes to funding, we talk about this whole relationship gap. Yes, it's, it's the lack of connections between it, you know, key influencers and, and, and change makers, but we can drill a little bit deeper on the, on the, chain, on the key influencer part. And that is people that, that work for foundations, people that work for large companies like Google. And if we can't close this relationship gap between you know, the Jesses and the Adas of the world and Christina's of the world, then they'll always be doing this part-time, five hours a week, 10 hours a week. Or in some cases, they may do 20, 30 hours a week, but it'll be seven days a week on top of their full-time job, which leads to another set of issues around stress and burnout. And it's just really this, this treadmill of us really never even getting close to solving the problem. So I don't know if anybody else has any thoughts on, on that, that gap, Christine, or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, that's a hundred percent true. And, you know, I had another job for three years while running hype, you know, kind of part-time and you know just to speak also on the relationship piece I do think it's really important as a like I can talk about I can speak from a nonprofit founder perspective and, and needing to form relationships with funders and philanthropy so that we get funding but as Jess mentioned we still have to do the work you know and so a lot of that time as a program operator you know that that when I couldn't take a salary and I, I couldn't work full-time for hype I spent that time building relationships with the people and the schools that I wanted to serve. And so, you know, I'm going to bring up another name, Andrea Miller, you know, who works at South Atlanta High School. I was at South Atlanta High School every week, you know, trying to support like their STEM initiatives, working with their intro to digital technology class. Like I would go during the school day, bring this, their girls out with me and the guys would stay in class with their normal teacher and just really, again, work on building community, support their curriculum, and also kind of introducing some of Hype's curriculum. I did the same at Booker T. Washington High School. Every week I was there building relationships with the, the staff, the, the education, the STEM directors. I would be there after school. Sometimes only two or three girls would show up, you know, but, but I was there and I did think that it was really important for me, even going back to trust, to be a face that those schools knew was going to be there no matter what. Because when it came time, for you know, them to maybe have money to pay for a service or for me to really need to tap on them for recruitment for, for a big event that we need a large showing at, I can then trust them to, to turn around and to get you know, the students that we needed to be a part of the programs. And so 
my, you know, I, I take leaps of faith all the time. So I took a leap of faith and left, you know, my first job, but when it came time to come on full-time at Hype, that was the, the dilemma that I had. I just told, I remember saying that I will never be able to bring Hype to its full potential if I'm giving it 50% of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just decided that Nope, I, I don't have the funding right now <laughs> to be able to come on staff, you know, salary, but I'll give myself six months to 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 quit all of the other jobs. I'll give myself six months to give 100% to this organization and I'll see, you know, what happens from there. And, you know, as a result, thankfully, June 2020, I was finally able to be the first employee, you know, of Hype last year. And and I'm starting to see the the result, not only of, you know, like doing the work and being invested, but also having a, a little bit more bandwidth to form relationships and cultivate relationships with people who are able to like support financially. Um, and I, I have one more thing to share. I, I honestly, I can't remember. It literally just slipped my mind um, about the, the relationship building, but um, just the, the, you know, the, the, to tie it all together, the, the forming trust, the forming relationships, and just as a, again, as a program operator, being someone who actually cares about the work. Oh, this is what I was going to say. And now, thankfully, um, I'm in a position now to also talk about other organizations that I've mm. met during my journey, right? So I do have conversation with, com- with companies and founders, and they want to know who's on the ground doing the work. And now I'm able to say, oh, you should also go and talk to this organization, or let me connect you with this person. You know, now I'm in a position to also connect other people who are working their jobs part-time while also trying to mm. form a nonprofit organization and, and was in the same position that, that I was in, and able to connect them with some people who have helped hype, you know, kind of get where they are right now. So, you know, full circle, I'm thankful that I'm in a position to even make a referral and a recommendation and to know that my recommendation holds a little bit, you know, of weight. So, yeah. no, I, I just want to throw in that that is that is imperative and you cannot put a value on on that in itself. The fact that she as a founder is still willing to say other folks' names. Um, so I, I honor that and that is a, a great part of how I am learning of more folks. I also want to note that it is our job, people that work in philanthropy, to do the work, which means that I can't sit in the office all day. I will acknowledge that the pandemic absolutely delayed some of the things that I desire, but all of the digital space has allowed me to meet more organizations and my calendar is a little crazy, but we have to go out of our way to identify where the opportunities are because folks don't always have the direct pathway to an organization like mine that has funding at times to support the work that they're doing. And so it is my responsibility to do the do the footwork and to build the relationships and to build the trust so we can move fast. Yeah, and plus one to that, I also think from like a big tech side, a corporation side, it's also our responsibility to build trust with those on the ground. Um, because at the end of the day, while you're looking for opportunity, I want to inform your people of the opportunities, right? Um, but essentially coming back to intentionality, it should not be transactional. It should, it should be backed with intentionality. It should be backed with a good heart. Um, so I, too, also want to build that trust. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, this is this is this is awesome. I, so I'm going to come into let, let's talk about tactically how people can support each of you all's 
each of you all's work. Um, and while I give you a few seconds to noodle on that, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. There is, and this is not to say that you all aren't unique and, and awesome because you are. I'd venture to say there's probably at least 10 more Christinas in Atlanta. And when I say that, like the people that may not, everyone may not know about, and Christina, people know about Christina, but there are lots of people that who don't um, work for, for great companies, work for great foundations and just people, talented people in general. But then you start to multiply that across all, you know, major and even, you know, um, minor or, or tier one, tier two cities across the country. There are lots of people like Christina around the country and even the world who are in the same position, experiencing the same problems and have the same issues around relationships. Same thing goes with Ada. There are there are, there are a few other Adas here in Atlanta. There, there are quite a few Adas around the country in the insane position and so on and so forth. So we've got to support the Adas of the world. And the same thing with, with, with the Jessica Mitchells as, as well. Um, work for various companies, um, have to go above and beyond and, 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 and things are colliding in, in various different ways, but have the power to make great things happen. So um, one, you all are not alone. And then if you're watching out here, um, know that, you know, if you fall within that group, you know, here are some awesome, A, some awesome people to connect with. And then two, try to find others to connect with as well. Um, so Jessica, I'm, I'm gonna start with you, uh, if you don't mind. Um, how might people, would you have anything coming up? Um, how might people support the work that you're doing or, or, or maybe what are some things that you're looking for? Yeah, so I live by a train track. So if you hear a train, I do apologize. Um, but for me, I want to be intentional with the connections I build. I alluded to this earlier, but you'll be well, maybe you won't be surprised that a lot of people, you know, they, they put on their good face when they're talking to someone at Google or they're at a Google event. And while their intentions might be pure and they might, you know, have a good heart behind it, the fall through is sometimes fall, fall through. Um, the follow up falls through. I am looking for nonprofits, founders, um, even philanthropists who are serious about closing the digital divide um, and also encouraging young students, particularly black and brown students, to indulge in tech, to find their passion, their purpose in technology and connecting with those people uh, to connect them with opportunities at Google. So the more nonprofit founders and CEOs I can meet, the better. Um, the more philanthropists I can meet, the better. Um, I will say though, I I'm very, very personable. Uh, so like, I can't do business with you if I just don't have a connection with you. So like, I want to break bread. I want to get to know you. I want to have coffee um, because I want to make sure that I'm meeting your goals and it is an ROI for both. Um, so that's one. Two, um, honestly, I would love to understand again what the Atlantic ecosystem, tech ecosystem is now. It has changed since I last left. Um, and, and understanding who the key players are, um, it will help me, again, not only build trust, but build momentum to move Google Atlanta forward and how we're being thoughtful in our hyperlocal talent and outreach for recruitment purposes. Um, so those are my two intentions. And also, I mean, just kick it. Uh, one thing I will say, too, and this, this is probably a lesson um, that I've learned over the years, 
the the follow-up whether it's after this podcast airing or just meeting me on the street and just saying you know sending me a linkedin message hey i want to connect be very thoughtful too about your introduction whether that's an email whether that's a message um that stuff matters and again you don't want to feel transactional you want it to be intentional you want it to feel also human um so that's my tidbit no, that 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 yeah, that's a underrated. That's the underrated part of it. And and that being said, you mentioned LinkedIn. What's the best way for people to get in contact with you? So fun fact, I don't have any social media. Uh, so it would be LinkedIn. Um, or you can always just send me an email. My email is jessicamitch at google.com. I'm very open about that. Um, and let's again just connect, but certainly LinkedIn. Awesome, 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 awesome. Uh, Ada. Um, I guess the first thing, uh, broadly, I am charged with just bringing folks together to, to think about how we are serving our students. So growing um, the, the folks that are aware of what is happening in K through 12 education, the folks that are actively engaged every day, and those who may be passively engaged, but really working to ensure that you are engaged. So I'd say my first uh, charge and call to all is to, you know, know your neighborhood school, know the school up the street from you um, and find out uh, what you can do to support. From a Redefine Ed Atlanta standpoint, we are growing our board um, and seeking community members um, to, to uh, be a part of our board, specifically uh, parents with students uh, in K through 12 um, uh, Atlanta public schools. Uh, so if you are a parent uh, or a community member that has a passion uh, for education and ensuring that our children uh, get what they deserve, uh, which is the best education, um, please uh, visit our website, redefineedatlanta.org. Uh, um, my email address is A as an Apple Pittman, P-I-T-T-M-A-N at redefineedatlanta.org. Um, and I take the meeting. Um, I will acknowledge that again. It, it may be a little delayed, but do not take that personally either. Please send the email. Please reach out. LinkedIn works as well. Um, I'm looking for all of those that are interested in leaning in on how we are serving our students uh, this post-pandemic, uh, this pandemic period. We're still in it. Um, so ultimately, we have we've always had much to do. There's even more to do. Um, and and think about what you can do. Um, and then contact me and we can we can figure it out together. Awesome, awesome. And Christina? Yeah, and I want to also just share one thing about Ada because um, I wanted to like plus one that she is very relational um, and everything that she's saying is true. So we, Hype actually did apply for uh, a grant that redefined Atlanta um, was like had out there. And at the time, like what our program was did not align to the grants um goals and what they wanted to do but i so appreciate ada because she emailed me which as a nonprofit founder you don't get that you get a we, you didn't get the grant right or rejection letter that's probably canned or whatever ada emailed me and said you know hey you know unfortunately you didn't get, get the grant one these are the reasons why you know and she said like you know this is what we're looking for this is what your grant application said you know a b and c but i would also like to have a follow-up conversation with you because it looks like you know you guys at hyper doing something great and i want to just talk and learn more about what you're doing i want to get on your newsletter i want to be more you know involved in, in what in who you guys are and what you're doing because there might be opportunities that you're a better fit for and that means
means a lot to, to me. I remember responding to her saying like, like, I'm so appreciative that you even, a human, emailed me to say that you read my application and you noted the things, you know, that didn't maybe align with that opportunity and then scheduled a follow-up meeting with me to learn more about our organization. So I just, you know, really appreciate you, Ada, for, for doing that. Um, and then I'll also just share, you know, the things that, that we need. So if you are a parent or, you know, someone who ha um, has a young person under your guidance, we have summer camps coming up that we are still have applications open for. So we're looking for um, girls in grades six through 12 to apply, particularly, you know, where our programs are designed for BIPOC girls. And so if you, you know, have a, a, a girl that is in grade six through 12 looking for something to do this summer, um, definitely go to our website, www.gethype.org to find that um, opportunity and that application and apply. Applications will be open for about another month. Um, the other thing that we are looking for is if you are a company um, or you know a corporation, we are building this internship placement program for high school students. You know our mission is to is to build the pipeline um, from K twelve to, to to college to career. And one of the things that we're finding from companies or hearing from companies is that you know I don't know what to do with a high school intern or you know will they even come in and be able to do anything. And so we're working with Valerie Mackey and Right Now Solutions to run an eight-week workforce development program for our high school students. But we also want to connect with companies to help you understand how you can create a high school internship program within your organization and what that might look like. So we'll partner with you to kind of help you craft out a project that one of our students can work on and how it might benefit your organization so that you don't feel as if um, you're limited by not knowing what to do with a high school student. So definitely reach out to me. We would love to support you um, in that. And you can email me at Christina at gethype.org. That's Christina with the K um, at gethype.org. And for anybody out there, we love donations. So you can donate to our um, organization. Um, you can give a grant, you can give a one-time or a monthly donation, and you can find that link on our website at um, www.gethype.org as well. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So in, in closing is this is what I'll say around supporting them and tactically how everyone can can help out in some additional ways. So so one, you know, when you trust someone, when you when you fight or, or essentially you advocate for them. So what I'm going to ask you all to do if you're watching, if you're listening, is to to fight for the guests here and, and their counterparts across the country. Tactically, what I'm going to ask you to do is commit to two hours of providing support, whether it be coaching, whether it be introductions, whether it be capital or partnerships. Do that for six months straight. It'll turn into a habit. When enough people um, have a habit, it turns into group behavior. And when group behavior eventually will turn into a culture of supporting diverse founders and social entrepreneurs. And that's how we can close this relationship gap and make a better future for us all. Suspense, well, in a targeted way, probably a better way to say, in a targeted way around um, tech training and getting more people of color and other underrepresented groups into tech. So thank you all for joining us. 
Uh, please follow up with the guests on the call and support them in any way possible. And uh, follow us, Goody Nation, on social media at Goody Nation across all the channels. And uh, we'll let you know about the next upcoming episode of Why Relationships Matter. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we will see you all later. Peace out. Thank you for tuning in to the Why Relationships Matter podcast by Goody Nation. If you were inspired, if you want to make a change, if you want to close the relationship gap, please follow us at Goody Nation on all social media channels or also log on to goodynation.org. Peace out.